Hey friends, welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We're so excited that you've joined us today for a Revving the Word episode. Before we get to Revving the Word, have you heard our good news? We are going to be back together in person for a retreat experience and you are invited. Impact is our in-person retreat for everyone and it is coming in May. Friends in a world that so often pushes us to compete or to divide, we believe that as kingdom people, we're called to lock arms and join together. All shapes, all sizes, all ability levels, and we're called to display unity and diversity as God's people. Don't believe the lie that you don't belong. If you have a body, listen, you're called and equipped to use it for the mission of loving God and loving others, and you belong here. Let's get back to what we've been called to do, which is to live out the message of Christ, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Come and see the body of Christ living out love and come and see the image of God in others. You can join us for five days and four nights in beautiful Williams, Arizona and immerse your whole self heart, mind, soul, and body into the love of Jesus, May 9th through 13th at the beautiful Lost Canyon Retreat Center. We would love to have you be there. You can learn more and sign up by visiting our website. There is a link in the show notes with all of the details. And friends, can I just tell you, it's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss impact. And now let's get on to our Revving the Word episode. It is such a treat to share these episodes with you. Would you share it with a friend and would you leave a review? If you are someone who loves these episodes, your reviews help us so much. We read them all and they bless us. Go ahead and leave a review. We hope to see you soon in all the places, but especially at Impact. Enjoy the show. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Exhale out your mouth. Make the audible exhale. Well, welcome everyone. I'm Elisa Keaton. Excited to move with you today. Honestly, there's some stuff inside of me that needs to move out. Need to work it out. Anyone else? I hope so. I know that's the intention of this time together. It's not to get a workout. It is to work out of us. The things that don't belong. The things of the earth and not of heaven. Paul Selt tells us to seek the things above, not the things on the earth. And yet here we are with a body 
feels kind of earthbound. You feel your weight in your shoes. The road or the, the earth under your feet. Right? You feel it. You're earthbound. But not bound from heaven. So Father, God, unbind us. Come. Reach into our hearts. In the dark places. The hidden places. The things inside of us. We can't see. But they show up. Sometimes it feels too late. Or it's come out our mouth. Or it's in our head. Rolling over and over. Fear. Worry. So God, we need you. Work out of us the things that hinder your kingdom from coming. On earth as it is in heaven. Work it out, God. Holy Spirit, use the word of God to reveal to us who we are to be and how we are to live. In Jesus' name, amen. Revving the word, moving your body today. It's not like last week. Last week I had you open up to the experience of going slower than usual and standing still for a minute at a time. So if you missed that and that sounds like something you would never want to do, please go back and do it. We have to train our weaknesses. Come on. You're too smart. You're too wise to think. If you don't pay attention to your weak places, that you can be whole. Train the weaknesses. And today we're going to continue because in order for us to slow down, be able to stand still for a minute of time, that takes practice. And patience is a practice. So slow and being still is definitely a practice. But what they cultivate in you is patience. How are you doing on patience? I confess, not my strong suit. Anyone else? You know what impatient people are really good at? Doing things, building things, creating things, bringing solutions. Or we're quick to excuse it, make a quick decision. I just have to believe the world would be a better place for all. If it was filled with more responders to the kingdom of God than reactors. Are you a reactor or are you a responder? 
very different. My husband is a first responder, guys. Y'all know, some of you know, I married Batman. He is a high functioning executive level professional during the day. And at night, he puts on his Batman uniform and goes out into the streets and punches crime in the face. And he loves it. Honestly, he was made for that. And he's a really smart engineer by day. But his first responders, listen to me and get this picture. They have to show up in their role as people of peace, calm. First responders show up calmly on the scene. <laughs> Matthew 8, 23 to 27. We've been, last week we started some of the ways of Jesus. The way of Jesus is he was slow. He was never in a hurry. So he had this tremendous patience and I'm jealous for it. I want some of that, anyone else? He could be patient, he was patient. Matthew 8, 23 to 27. Think in pictures as I read the words. Holy Spirit, help us think in pictures. Get our minds clear, our eyes clear, our hearts pure. And when he got into the boat, the disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. And they went and woke him saying, save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Oh, you of little faith. Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this that even winds and sea obey him? This is the word of the Lord. On a scale of one to 10, I want you to be about a six, seven. Anything over a five, you're moving on purpose. Going for a walk, it's intentional and consistent movement. So the work effort's higher than daily living, which is one through four. 
Move towards a six, seven. You can feel your breath, but your breath is not controlling you. You can breathe through your nose for about two to three breaths. And then you gotta open your mouth. Because you're moving on purpose. Relax your shoulders, come on. Already, I want you to see the chemical party going on inside your body. Things are moving out. The old is going away. The renewing of your mind, according to the word, partnered with you embodying faith. A storm. There's a storm rising up inside of you right now. But you are a man or a woman who has authority over the storms in your body. All right. So Jesus, he was calm because he was patient. And he was patient because he was calm. We just see it over and over. And I love reading scripture to learn, not just learn about who God is in the flesh in Jesus, but I want to become it. Guys, the reason we read the scripture is to know the God of the scripture and to know him is to love him. And like people who have been married for tens of years, decades, they start looking alike. They don't have as many arguments. They've learned not just to tolerate each other, but to see the beauty in one another. And God sees the beauty in you. And so does hell. And so there's a war inside of us. Storms, either in us or around us. And we cry out, save us, Lord. We're perishing. And heaven's response to us would be, why are you afraid? Oh, you have a little faith. So why are you afraid? And where is your faith? Go ahead. You know what? I'm going to give you a chance to work that out. I'm, I'm really convinced fear is the common boogeyman of all humanity, making us fear. Fear. We're worried. And in Matthew 6, Jesus goes on. I love it. It's one of my favorite verses telling us, do not worry. Do not be anxious. Remain calm. This is only a test. And when you pass it, it will prove you as a man or woman of faith. Accelerate a little bit. Go ahead. Come on. Shake it out.
And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. You're following Jesus. Pull back a bit. You're following Jesus. You listen, there's nothing better you can do with your life. You're either following and being led by a, by a God who is over you, and there are many gods to pick, but Jesus, the only one that history proves he came, he died, witnesses saw it, and he rose after three days, and witnesses saw it. Accelerate a bit. Go towards an eight. Come on. Patience. Today, we are training patience. Because calm is something you are. And patience is something you do. Calm is like being water. That's your state. But in this world, you will have winds, turbulence. An enemy that does not want you to remain calm. So you have to be patient. Patience is something you do. You train it. Train it right now. Say this. I'm a patient person. And as you say it, see it. As you say it, see it. See yourself sleeping in a storm. What are your storms? Come on, be easy on you. What's a common storm? Some of you, it's body shape. A lot of you. Being overly focused on you, how you look. I told you, come on you guys. Let's get wise to the game. The enemy uses everything in this world. Satan, the adversary of what is good, the hater of God, the one who is jealous of us because we have what he lost. His game gets you focused on everything going wrong. Tell you that everything looks wrong. Have you listened? to words that get said wrong and then you put faith in those things oh you of little substance come on train it you are a man or woman that's patient take a breath find more capacity in you right now because there's a storm there's a lactic acid storm breathe God, Holy Spirit, use this time to make us people of patience. Not just people who talk about it, but people who can find breath and a space in a storm.
Everyone, find more space in your body. Get your shoulders out of your ears. Unclench your teeth or your jaw. Open your eyes. Open your mouth. Smile. Open your face. Find patience. Find a place. More room for God. All right, pull back. Jesus, so calm and so patient. Calm with something he was, patience with something he did. This is why you can't just pray for patience and think it's going to show up. All the fruit of the Spirit, of which patience is one. It comes from the resistance. A tree produces fruit because of the resistance, the pressure of the soil, the darkness where it's trying to reach and break through for light. Because even in the dark place, in the soil, it senses something up towards the light. Isn't that interesting? That fruit trees, if you bury a seed, the roots don't go down. The tree doesn't grow down into the earth. It comes up towards the light. But it's resistance. Be an eight, everyone. On a scale of one to 10. An eight means you are just above comfortable, into the uncomfortable zone, but you can hold it. You can find some space for it. Calm is something you are. Patience is something you do. Calm is a state of being. Patience is the state of doing. It's a choice to let this moment refine you. Because later in Romans, Paul is going to tell us that our trials are producing patience in us. A perfect work. Keep calm. Carry on. Come on. That's an English man's statement. Keep calm. Carry on. But here's the thing. You don't keep calm because you disassociate. Listen, that'll work. Turn away. Pay no attention. Be better than it. Stay calm. Keep your intelligence. Nah. For us, <laughs> we lift our minds. Think higher. Higher ways than yours. Calm. 
I want you to push towards a nine. Get uncomfortable now and remain calm. Don't do it if you're afraid of it. Do it because you have authority over it. Come on. Keep calm. It means take heart. Be of good courage. That's who Christ was. He was calm because he was of good courage. He kept his heart in this world when he had trouble. He took heart. He kept his heart. Where's your heart? Did you lose it? In the winds and the waves? Take it back. Pull back for 20 seconds. You can stand still, fully recover. You're gonna do one more 30 second push in 15 seconds. Get your air, come on. Create space. You're a person of patience. You are calm. Patience is what you do. Set, go until you hear nothing in the song, go. Well done. Why are you afraid, oh you of little faith? The disciples followed. I love that it says his disciples followed him, right? Jesus was leaving where he was and he got in a boat. They're going somewhere. He didn't say, hey guys, come with me. No, he just got into a boat and his disciples followed him. You know why? because they knew with him are the words of life. I gotta get closer to him. I can't afford to be away from him. So they get in the boat, expecting to be with peace. And they were. They've just never seen peace in the face of a great storm. They hadn't seen it yet. And so Jesus was gonna show them it he knew the waves are coming time for me to go to sleep let's teach this crew my first mates what it looks like to weather storms he was asleep be a seven be a six right now we're gonna go in and out push up towards an eight just for a few seconds. Come on. Just respond. Respond. Don't react. Right? That's the difference. I ask. We're going to be okay. She's leading me. She has my best in mind. I can respond with my best yes. Calm. Patient. Not expecting 20 seconds of work to equal 20 pounds of weight loss. Pull back, right? Come on. 
that's all rooted in fear. You are not a slave to fear. You are sons and daughters by which a spirit of a God has adopted you and made you children. Why are you afraid? You are the son or the daughter of he who the winds and the waves obey. Get your faith up. Faith up. Calm on. Come on. Breathe. Get ready, you're gonna push. Calm is something you are. Patience is something you do. Be a seven, be a six. There's some space for some waves. That's one thing I think, we just need to expect the waves. Wait, we're not surprised by it. This is why we have you meditate, guys. This is why biblical meditation just rest in the word. Take a nap in the word. Go to sleep on the bed of the word. Tuck in. It's going to be okay. Save us, Lord. We are perishing. Those words woke Jesus from a nap. You know what? He didn't wake up and say, Why are you guys bothering me? He didn't react. He responded with truth. There's no exclamation point here. Why are you afraid? Oh, you of little faith. Calm. Calm. Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. A great calm. In Jesus' name, I declare a great calm over you. For the time the next storm comes, you have a Costco size can of calm. Everyone, accelerate. Eight. Push through to the next song. Come on. Come on. Focus, focus, focus. Three, two, one. Breathe. Good job, guys. This word, this song is titled Breathe. Hard part over. We're going to keep moving together. And it wasn't even that hard, was it now? Come on. Tell you. The Holy Spirit activating you and moving you. It comes with joy. And that type of joy is our strength. It comes from the Lord. And things that felt like impossible or hard, they become easy. This is why Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. Because mm -hmm. he has a strength, meekness the definition of a meekness, strength under control. Y'all, if the enemy of God and our souls knew how much authority we have over the disturbances, 
the trials that he tries to throw our way, he'd be done with, guys. And the world would see the kingdom because you are a kingdom keeper. You are a kingdom container. You are the kingdom calm that this earth needs. Not a detached, desensitized, disassociated calm. Uh Uh-uh. Fully integrated. Fully here because you fully belong to God and you totally know you are here on a faith mission. If you put your head down on your pillow every night and if you can't answer this question with a yes, I don't think you're walking in faith. Was there a time today that I had to remain calm, that I had to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit? Because we do that through faith. Really, think about it. We're people who think there's some sort of power out there for us to tap into. That's why people think we're crazy. And when they do, point to the cross. Because nobody can excuse the cross. That happened. There was a man who came, preached about the kingdom of God, told us there was a new way, a way where we could sleep in storms. And that man died. And people witnessed the death, pulled his body, lifeless body, pierced seven times. They pulled that lifeless body off the cross, put it in a tomb, sealed it with a stone that no one man could move. It would take an army. It would take, I gotta look into that to see how heavy those stones were. How many people would it take to roll it away? Not that it's impossible, but that tomb would have been guarded. Lock and key. But just like later in the book of Acts, where Peter would walk right out of prison, right by the guards, so it is for those who have the spirit of the living God in them and on them. And Jesus arises from the grave. Three days later, walks around, eats fish on the beach with his buddies, restores Peter's hope and identity. (laughs) He walks for 40 days and 500 people saw it. And he says, you better wait. Something's coming for you that's better than me being with you in the flesh and blood. Wait for the spirit to be poured out on you. And that spirit gives us the same calm that Jesus had to sleep in the boat. We have it. Tap into it. So if you go to bed each night and never tapped into it, I don't know. I'm not saying you're not saved. But you do not have power to bring salvation to others on the earth. So listen, I have good news. If you feel like It's just been one storm after another. It's not letting up. 
Satan, the prince of this world, he knows how powerful you are. Oh, and he's coming for you. And you are in your Super Bowl training moment. Remain calm. This is only a test that will bring more reward, more strength of faith for what the Lord has planned for you because no eye has seen or ear has heard. It's better than you can ask or imagine. So the trials are bigger than you would ever ask for. Come on, come on, I'm, I'm preaching. But why are you afraid? Oh, you, little faith, get your faith up. Get your faith up. And if you can't get your faith up, get your hope up. Get your hope up. Put your hope in God. Calm is something you are. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. You are made, knitted together in the spirit of God. Calm. Peace. Peace. You are the peace of heaven. Do you know that? You're a weapon of peace for heaven. My husband is a police officer. They call their guns pieces. Where's your peace? P-I-E-C-E. You know, I just have this vision of Satan saying to God, where's your peace? And he goes, oh, I'm going to show you. This is my masterpiece. A good work I've created. And you can go ahead, Satan. And you can cause trouble. But you just need to know one thing. My people are not afraid. Because faith is bigger than your tactic of fear. You are a weapon of peace. Calm. Train it. So in closing, there's an article in NBC News on their website. They must have featured it at some point in the news. And it's titled, How to Train Yourself to Be More Patient. It says, some people are naturally athletic and others are less inclined. But even the most unathletic person can train and get better, no matter what base level you start from. The same is the case with patience. With practice, you can get better responding with patience. It's something that people can work on if they want to. Studies have shown that people who are more conscientious, agreeable, and open to new experiences tend to have more patience. And people who have fewer of those traits tend to be more likely to be impatient. But here's the thing, if it's hard for you to be agreeable or conscientious, and open to new experiences God knows why you are and he says I'm sorry I know what happened to you but I'm going to give you back 
what the enemy stole. So three things determine our patience. One are the habits we develop. Two, our ability to regulate our emotions. Hello, revving the word. You know that's why you're here. I want to help you with your emotions, your energy and motion, so you can regulate it and be a responder. The third is expectations in a given situation. <laughs> Those three things determine our patience. Let me give you some solutions. The habits we develop. These go back to our childhood coping skills. But Christ comes, meets us where we are, and says, do you want to be well? Get up. Grow up. And he doesn't say it in a condemning way. It's an invitation. Come on. We need some new practices. We need new practices, guys. You cannot outsource this. We can talk about habits all day long, but at some point, you gotta get in the habit of the new thing you do. And I wanna just simplify this down. One thing, if we could get you in the habit of, get you addicted to, that you don't even have to think about it, is seeking the presence of God. Get jealous for it. Make time for it. Practice slow. Be still and be loved. Everyone walk right now. Bring it way back. Bring it way back. The presence of God. Make space for him. Make it a habit. Go into a meeting. Set an empty chair next to you. If that's what you have to do, put your bag in it so no one sits in it. Then when everyone is seated, remove your bag. Let the King of Kings sit. Eat with you. Some of you, you're like, I overeat eating, emotional eating. Invite him to sit with you. You know that. There are things we will not say and do in his presence. This is when we repent. If you won't say or do it in the presence of God, it's not a habit that belongs in you. Get jealous for the presence. Make His presence your habit. Set an alarm on your phone every hour, five minutes, that just says, seek Him. Drink water every time you drink water. Seek Him. Y'all, come on. You can do this. Habits. I can't outsource it for you. You cannot punt on it. You got to do it. What's your habit? Create some new habits and make them small. Not huge, small. Because little is much in the kingdom. Second, the ability to regulate your emotions. Jesus says, Why are you afraid, oh, you have little faith? To the men in the boat. And they were with Jesus. They were taking their cues from the wind and the waves and not Jesus. So listen, regulate your emotions, feel what you feel, and know what you know. Then, take it to his presence, back to habit one. 
three, expectations. Put those suckers back on the cross, the winds and the waves. Obey Jesus and you. You have the keys to the kingdom. Bind and loosen. Expect good. And when you don't see it, calm, breathe. Expect a resurrection. Expect a resurrection. That is your expectation. Listen, just set your expectations there and you will be surprised on all things that some things are going to need to die. Some things are going to feel like death for you. Lay your expectations down on this world and people and set them on the cross. Expect a resurrection. Father, thank you for this message. Back it up. Train us to be people of patience. Calm is who we are. Patience is what we do. Give us an opportunity today. But Lord, not without our being steadfast in your presence. Don't send us in. You, he doesn't send us into a storm if we're not with him. Be with us, Father. Remind us you're with us. In Jesus' name, amen.